for the Honorable J.P. Brown. Welcome to Fathers and Family Court. I am your host, J.P. Brown. As always, I would like to welcome back all of our return listeners as well as give a first-time welcome to all of our first-time listeners. Uh, you know the deal. This is a, a Father's Rights podcast where we pretty much talk about uh, what it's like to go through the family court system in today's world. Uh, I would say America, but we've had callers from other countries on here. Um, we've been covering pretty much uh, east to west, as far west as California, as far east as New Hampshire. Uh, we, we've 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 been South Texas. We've been South Louisiana. We've been South Florida. We've been. Uh, We've been all over the map, and uh, we've, it's been great to have an opportunity to see how much these family court systems have in common. Uh, today, we're going to have the opportunity to hear from a father uh, who's from my state, and I always take fathers calling from my state pretty personally uh, because I already know the monster that they're dealing with personally, so uh, it's great to hear f- for for other call other listeners for listeners in general to get to hear if you're not from where I'm from which is Michigan then you don't know how our family court gets down maybe you are from where I'm from and you know it get it's, it's a dirty game but you're not really you don't really all the way understand how dirty of a game exactly it is okay well here's the opportunity when another caller from Michigan calls because it's not just my Opinion because it's not my opinion that you may feel is biased because it's happening to me. Well, listen to another dad from here. Because each dad that's called from this state has had pretty much the same report. <laughs> my Actually, all of these dads from all these different states are calling with a, a, a very similar report. But let's go ahead and focus in on a dad calling from Michigan. Um, again, uh... 21 fathers a week uh, commit suicide due to child access issues. If you or somebody you know is uh, suffering from depression or suicidal thoughts, um, my best advice would be to reach out uh, to somebody. Now, a lot of times people in these situations say reach out to some professional help. Um, but if you're afraid they're going to put you in a box or put you in a fucking, you know, you you don't want them to put... Hit you with the shot and have you walking around like a zombie for a couple of days. What I've created here is a chain of men and a couple women um, on the podcast here who are a support system. Um, you can call. You can. You, if there's anyone on this podcast uh, that you want to speak to directly, privately, that's what this podcast is for. You find a way to reach out to me and I'll get you directly to them. 
Taking your own self out of the game is never an option when you have a baby that still wait that needs you. You 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 can't get to the other side of the hill if you if you take your own self off if you take your own self off the climb. Um, but this is a serious matter, man. Men really care about being fathers, man. They care about this. It means a lot to a lot of dads. They want to be dads. They want to be fathers. It's not a business to them. Um. My personal, my personal, uh, my personal advice would be, and it came, I, I got this advice myself. When this time comes that you are facing, you're not facing the other party. And every time I get in front of my local court system, they keep saying I'm Versing the defendant. No, that's what it says on the paper because you put me versus her on the paper. But technically, I'm versing the system. I'm not really versing her. She gets to win automatically. All she has to do is let's be here. I have to verse the system. I don't have to verse her. And when they give us things, it says they need to stop worrying about back and forth with them. There is no back and forth. I don't. I don't communicate with the other party. My problem is strictly with the system and how behind it is in, in its times. The system is the one who set up for me to not be a dad. This person just had, you know what I mean? She did what the cycle, what the cycle was. You know what I mean? Like this is the cycle. This is what this was. This was the cycle. So I'm not technically versing the person. I'm versing the cycle, the system. And uh, that's pretty much the, the deal with all these dads, man. And I'm really excited to get a chance to hear another dad who, instead of spending his time, energy, and, uh, every, and, and you know, instead of putting all that into being an elite father, which he is. They can't take that from him. But instead of putting all his sweat, energy, and, and, and everything like that into being an elite dad, this guy has to fight, scratch, claw, and everything else just to be a part of his children's lives, man. It's about money. It's about money. It's about money. Now, this next caller went to the service, and he fought for us. This next caller, much like my very, very good friend Jake, went to Afghanistan when shit was on the floor, and he went into a war zone, gunshots, bombs, he went, he went, he left, he went, we were here doing something else, but yet people who didn't, he went and fought for the same people who, you'll get ready to hear how they doing, before we get to hearing him speak, I just want to say this, let's slow this down folks, if you see somebody out there, you know they've been to the military, it doesn't matter what the fuck their reasoning was. It doesn't matter if they were over there fueling planes. Give them just a little bit of respect, man. If you see them, they got the, the hat on. He's an old man. He's got the hat on. It don't matter if you can recognize what war that was or you know the history behind it or not. Just tell them thanks. You might give them a little energy for the day. I'm excited to hear our next guest, man. Without any further ado, uh, John. I hope you all can enjoy this uh, interview. I hope you get something from it. Uh, yep. 
John. So on today's episode, um, we're going to continue talking to fathers and we get the uh, pleasure of hearing a story from a father um, that's from the state I'm from. Uh, I usually um, love talking to dads from all over, but I really, really love talking to dads that are from here because I know they feel me. And uh, and what I'm coming to learn is that all the dads from all the other states are um, going through the exact same thing. They feel me just just as equally. Um, John is 43. Um, he has two sons that are... Um, lost my pad here. I believe they're 12 and they are three years old. And I'm really excited to hear his story. Uh, John, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, man, absolutely. I'm excited to hear what you have to say, man. Uh, I believe that there's a dad out there, man, when he hears what you have to say, uh, it could be, man, one sentence in there that'll just completely stick with somebody. And, uh, and and we might just think it's nothing, but there might be something about your energy or something that you say that somebody takes from and they want to, and it helps them through their, through their walk. Um, I'm excited to hear about, uh, how you got through it, man. So how, how would you like to get started? Well, um, you know, I'll, I'll take you back. Uh, I'll kind of go through the genesis of it. Uh, essentially, um, I was in the Michigan Army National Guard um, when I met my uh, ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, we worked together very long um, before I got deployed um, to Iraq. Um, that was my second deployment. Um, I wasn't married or with anybody during my first, but uh, so I got deployed. Um, when I came back, I came home. Uh, for Christmas, that's when she got pregnant with my oldest son. Um, and uh, when I came back, my son was about four, four or five months old. Um, and I could tell right away when we came back, we were two different people. Right. Um, she had, you know, kind of got into like a nesting phase, and I had just come back from war, and I had a lot of adrenaline, and I was, you know, wanted to go out and live life, and. And, uh, so we went to counseling for a little while and that, um, to be honest, wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't really have that good of counselors. Um, and so we had decided to separate, um, during that course of time, I had found out, found out that she had been with another man and, um, she ended up getting married to him. And for a couple of years, um, after my son was born, like, you know, we had differences of opinion, things like that, but we had been kind of getting along. And then when my son was about three, um, she had started threatening me with, like, friend of the court and stuff like that, even though, you know, we had 50-50 joint legal custody. Um, what had happened was is she met this other guy, and our home of record, she ended up moving our son uh, about an hour and 20 minutes from our home of record. And per the custody agreement, I basically had to take him during my week on um, that hour and a half drive north of where we used to live right. and drop him off to school and then run to get back. And it, it created a lot of havoc. Um, and it was, you know, not long after that, that she started, you know, telling me that, um, you know, I should start giving her more money and stuff because, um, I think she had him like one more night than I did. And, you know, I said, no, that's not part of the agreement. You know, I'm, uh, I'm paying, you know, for his house. For, for housing him, sheltering him, clothing. I'm the one running him to and from an hour and a half every day to a school. Right. You know, I'm not asking anything of her. So, you know, so anyways, 
she ends up, we end up going to the front of the court. Um, we never actually went in front of a judge. We always went in front of a referee. Um, she was able to afford counsel. I was not. And, uh, you know, this is just my opinion here, but I feel that it's, it almost felt like the cards were stacked against me going in there. Um, there was this passive-aggressive sort of attitude where it's like, oh, well, we're giving you the opportunity here to represent yourself. But I always felt that it was unfair. I felt like, you know, basically money walks and BS talks when it comes to family court. And if you don't have a lawyer and you don't understand the complexities of the family court system, you've really just set yourself up for failure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I tried calling legal aid services. I tried calling um, Ann Arbor. I called all these places trying to get help um, with my custody battle. And I started noticing this pattern, like these uh, uh, paralegals or attorneys, they kind of like really gave you very vague information mm -hmm. um, at best. And no two answers were ever the same. And you ended up feeling like a dog chasing its tail. So flash forward, she ended up getting um, our son more nights, overnights than I did. And they came after me for child support. And at the time, I was going back to college. I was actually going to go to law school. Um, I was going to a community college. I was taking a paralegal program there. And I just remember when I got that order in the mail, it felt uh, as if somebody had thrown, like, one of those bolo ropes that you see in the movies where they trip you up. Mm -hmm. And it's been six years since then. And I haven't felt like I have been able to get back on my feet. You know, I've wrote letters to congressmen, to representatives, uh, the governor, all kinds of things. I've called, I'm a veteran, so I've tried to utilize veteran services. I actually had a veteran service member tell me that the front of the court sends letters to various agencies telling them not to get involved in family matters. Um, and I'm like, why can't, you know, if I was a, you know, but why is there no legal representation for people of low income or people going through this, you know, because regardless of whoever wants to defend it, if you go into family court without a lawyer, you know, unless it's some serious circumstances, you're, it seems like you're pretty much doomed, you know, um, they, they kind of give you your own rope to hang yourself with, but there's not really much legal advice or help there. Um, and that was frustrating for me. And, you know, ever since then, um, it has just been one hardship after the other, trying to move forward in life. Like I was working a job where I wasn't really, basically I was making enough money to pay my rent and my utilities and pay my um, child support. You know, so when the bottom dropped out, um, my car broke down, it was unfixable. Um, you know, I ended up losing my job. Um, and uh, I did, I was getting unemployment, but then they started taking my unemployment. So I'm working with like, you know, $400 a month trying to get by, you know, and then the landlord of the house we rented, he ends up selling the house that we rented, not because I wasn't paying him rent, but because, you know, he sold it, he didn't want to deal with it no more, gave us 30 days to leave, and then I find myself out on my butt with no money, and I'm just like, this is ridiculous, you know, and all the while, she's thriving while I'm suffering. Here's the ironic thing about my relationship with the front of the court, I guess is what, in my opinion, would be considered the textbook version of a deadbeat dad. This guy never had anything to do with me or my mother when I was growing up. 
Um, he did have, um, you know, the front of the court, he did have an order saying that he had to pay child support. He never sent my mom a dime. Yeah, you know, no letter dad, home right? to me saying, what's that? You're talking about your dad, right? My dad, yeah. Yeah, man, so that's all the more reason, yeah. bro. And I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. Don't lose your spot. It's but that's okay. all the more yeah. reason. And thank you for your services, man. Like, you, yeah. you you took your time. You didn't just, you you actually went and fought for something. It didn't matter what your reasoning behind it was. You went and did it. And <clears throat> a lot of times, man, I don't think we treat, uh, I say it all the time on this podcast, I don't think we treat the folks who went over there and were actually in war with our flag on their back or on their arm sleeve. I don't think we treat them right with the right amount of spec when they get home. I think, man, when they're at the store, man, we should treat them like a hero the same way we'll treat a fucking celebrity we see. You know what I mean? I think we should. I mean, I know that's not, like, normal. But, like, I think we should because it's like, shit, bro, them the people over there, they like that. We treat our football players good. Why don't we treat our, you know, we would never see the quarterback of our local football team at the store and just start fucking mistreating them. You know what I mean? We'd be like, oh, you know what I mean? Good for you. We should, we should, it should mean something. You know what I mean? But it, thanks for your service. But, but my thing is this. Why are they fucking, why would they, why would they not allow you guys to get some help? You know what I mean? Like, why would they, when I know why, it's because they know you guys are getting some type of money or they know you guys are going to actually have a better chance to be financially secure because you came from that background. So there's a better chance that you do have money to take. And that's the hurtful part about it. You know what I mean? But it's just, that's hurtful, man. That that really does hurt me, man. I'm sorry, man. Go ahead. I'm sorry, bro. No, it's okay. I, I appreciate that, you know. And, and and that's what it comes down to. I mean, this, um, you know, I, I didn't expect any special treatment because I volunteered. You know, I, I, I volunteered to join the military. I went to my country. I, I honestly did not expect any special treatment. But, you know, it's kind of funny because a couple of years back, trying to get some legal assistance um, with this. I was speaking to an attorney through the Veterans Affairs Office, really nice guy, and he even verified that. He says, I don't know, I don't understand why these courts treat veterans the way they do. Yeah. It's like they have a bullseye on their back. A lot of times, it's because they have guaranteed money coming in, yeah. either through a disability um, rating or through a GI Bill, which when I was going to college, they certainly, they didn't, you know, they didn't garnish my GI Bill. I don't think legally they were able to do that, but they calculated that into my child support payment. So the money that I was supposed to be using for my cost of living um, was going to my ex, who, by the way, she wasn't hurting. You know, she she moved into an already furnished house, already bought. You know, she has tons of support from her family, from her husband. He's got a good job. That all being said, you know, like, none of the hardships that I was facing because of her action ever seemed to be taken into consideration. In fact, they just seemed to use it more against me. And I've, I've talked with other military members who echo kind of the same thing, especially if they have a disability reading. But, you know, getting off track a little bit, going back to my own father, you know, not being in my life, not sending my mother any money, not taking care of anything. You know, he ended up jumping ship, moved to another state, you know, and, and they never got a dime off of him. They never got anything from him. He died when I was 18 years old. Then they never got a dime. You know, but then you take good parents, people who are just trying to be in their kid's life. Yeah. You know, they're, they may be struggling, but they're getting, excuse me, but they're getting by. Yeah. You know, and, and raising a child is hard enough as it is. You know, um, 
it's it's a labor of love, and you do it without expecting any reward other than you're trying to give your child a better chance, a better life than you had. You, you know, and then for them to go and place additional hardships on someone, it's one thing I've always said: if a if a parent can see their kid and chooses not to, then a parent who's trying to see their kid and is being manipulated or forced not to. There's a big difference there, you know, and so when you're taking good parents and you're putting these hardships on them that affects them mentally, that affects them with their jobs, with their other relationships, all this stuff, what do, what really do they expect the outcome to be? You know, of course it's difficult. Of course it's not a struggle. I mean, I, I've known, you know, a, one, one person very personally that I went to high school with, you know, shot himself over this crap. This isn't the right way to go about... So you know somebody who's personally, you know somebody personally who, who killed himself over this, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, I know man. Plenty, plenty this, more who's thought about it. Oh, man. And this, is, this is so powerful, man. Could you talk a yeah. little bit about him for just a quick second? And also, well, I think it's important that you also, I'm happy you pointed out that your dad wasn't around because it just goes to show how much bad you, how bad you wanted it for your son. You know what I mean? For your sons. Like, you wanted this, for you. this is what you wanted for him. You That's know what exactly I mean? Like it. you wanted him I, to have. I wanted him. to give him what I did, what I never had. I mean, he's you got know? him. He he has what you never had because you got the want. You know what I mean? Now somebody's hindering your ability. I mean, that's okay. You're you're gonna fight fucking through it. You're gonna fight right through it, and you're gonna be. You know what I mean? We know what time it is. So he's got what you never had. But like, it just goes to show how bad you wanted it, bro. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have it. You went to war, so like you know you you did that like. You know, the shit that the yeah. blood and guts it took to get over and, and go do that wasn't instilled in you into you by your dad. Like, you're ready to give this shit back into the community. And you're ready. Like, this is what you want to do. That's what's hurtful about it, yeah. man. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I'm sorry. Hurtful. That's a valid point because, you know, it, that was the case. I wanted to be the father I never had. I wanted to in a sense, give back to the community. I wanted, you know, to raise good kids, to give them a foundation, you know, to be there for 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 them, you know, when when they needed a dad to be there for them. And it just feels like ever since the family court has been involved, um, and very intrusively, I might add, in, in my ability to parent, it has just felt like a boot on the neck yeah. for the last six years. Uh, you know, trying to call, trying to get help, trying to be like, hey, I'm doing the best I can here, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm struggling for air. And it's just like, hey, file a motion, get an attorney. You know how much these attorneys cost? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, three, $4,000 just to get you in the front door. I've had attorneys tell me, hey, if your order is less than three years, you're just going to waste your money. You can pay us $10,000 if you want, but very few times does a judge, you know, overturn anything. There's got to be a better way than this. You know, this is this is absolutely insanity to put good parents through such hardships. How many foster kids are in this state alone that would kill to have a parent in their life? And so these people take good parents and they see money, especially military, especially if they had a disability. I have a friend going through it right now. And I've watched how the system has been, been manipulated to all try and reestablish a new norm for his child, reestablish, you know, a new custody thing, all in the sake that they can get a higher 
amount for child support. Mm-hmm. It's it, it, it's got to stop. Well, it I, does. It's I wanna, ruining families. And listen, I want to I want to get too sidetracked here. I definitely yeah. want to get to hear the story about your friend. I want to hear about him. But before we get to that. The the money thing, it's it's it it I learned it from Melissa Isaac, which I had already learned about it prior, but like uh but Melissa Isaac is really the one her listening to her really showed me. She's a lawyer, she's licensed in I think Florida and Alabama. Fucking so title four they're incentivizing states to put us on child support, alright? So every one dollar you pay in child support. That exact same building, that exact same staff is getting back 66 cents per one of your dollars. Now, if mom is on any form of state aid, that goes up to $5 per dollar, you know. So, it the I don't know where the numbers can be seen. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they wouldn't, like, make it public, the numbers they make each year off of. I brought it up in my last conversation with the court official she was like i assure you it's not that much money but it was just like i mean all right i didn't like add the heart behind it was like i don't even know like if i could believe that you know i know you you know we you wouldn't tell well, me not like, just through social security act title 4 deal social security act uh and, and maybe you'll have to look up later because i can't think of it right now but uh clinton when he was in uh signed um an act that gave a lot of power to the friend of the court to uh, go after, um, you know, wages. And, 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 you know, and here's the thing about it. Like, it, it all started off with good intentions. You had a system where a lot of women, during a time, you know, when they didn't have as much opportunity as men had, you know, were, were kind of being left with children. And so they said, hey, we need to, we need to do something about this because it's causing a burden on the state. Well, unfortunately, in my opinion, those laws that have been enacted to try to help have now become weapons, a tool of extortion. Yeah, weapons. They're weapons. I mean, do you believe that, you know, it it costs the court money to go after deadbeats. It costs the money. They got to put in man hours. They got to put them in jail. They got to house. They got to, you know, put in all that. But someone who loves and cares their kids and doesn't don't want to doesn't want to go to jail, get a felony, or lose their license because they missed a child support payment, they'll keep paying. Well, and they're using that. Well, and here's they the don't thing. They don't care what's going on in your life. We're from you know, Michigan, if, yeah. all right? Now, listen, I don't know if you know this, but I say it on this podcast also all the time, but you're from Michigan, and you need to know if you don't. In this, in this state, we have 32 prisons, okay? Mm-hmm. 30 of those are for men. One of those are for women. And one of those is a boot camp, all right? Now, that means 2,400 out of 40,000 beds are for women. That's 6%. Bro, if every time there's a a head in a bed, right, sleep, then that means there's money. So if there's no money in, you know, arrest. Hey, a, a, a chick in Pontiac stole a little boy, stole a little girl. I'm sorry, the other day, man, like two weeks, three weeks ago. And got all the way to Georgia. The Amber Alert never hit our phone. I don't know what her charge will be, but I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you. Now, I don't know any part of the parties involved. But I can guarantee you, bro. She will not get charged like how if me or you would have had did that. You well, know I got I mean? a real life example. Uh, just, you know, recently, um, during my parenting time. you know, I, And I want to make this clear right now. You know, and I, I'm not a criminal. I don't have a record. 
I'm not a drug addict. I'm not. All of my hardships has have come since the front of the court got involved in my life. Yeah. All of them. Yeah. Um, and I found myself homeless. Um, I was working yeah. with the VA, and I was staying in a hotel in East Lansing. Yeah. Well, me and my ex had a disagreement, and she took my kid during my parenting time. So I filed a show cause against her as to why she took, not only did she take him, but she wouldn't let me know where he was. She wouldn't return my calls. She wouldn't let me talk to him. I filed a show cause, go in court, and honestly, this is what they tell me. Even though I still have joint 50-50 legal custodial custody, they said, well, there's nothing in the divorce contract that says she couldn't do that. And I said, but there is because it was my parent. Do you realize if I would have done that to her, there would have been Amber Alerts, there, there, my face would have been posted on Facebook. She would have had me in handcuffs, I guarantee it. And then I go in there and they say, well, there's nothing in the, in the order. And I said, she took my kid, she took our kid during my parenting time. Like, is there, you know, what, what is up with that? And so then I asked the referee, he's like, well, what do you want back? I said, I want my time back. And it turns out like he was only going to end up giving me like a few hours, you know? And so I'm like, <laughs> this would have been a whole different scenario if it was, if I would have took, if I would have did the same thing, I guarantee you she would have called the cops at the very least I would have been arrested or the cops would have been at my front door. Oh yeah. Without a you doubt. Know? Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, but she's got an attorney. I don't. That's yeah. the common link that keeps coming up. Yeah. You know, and mid Michigan, especially mid Michigan, it's a small it's the counties are small. Everybody knows everybody it seems like in the legal community. And there's a lot more going on, I think, behind the scenes. Ain't than no what think. It's a for sure thing, brother. Happened. It's a for yeah. sure thing, brother. It ain't no yeah. ain't no think. It's a for sure thing, brother. That that's a lot of politics going on in these courtrooms, brother. We gotta believe that. Friends looking out for friends, you know what I'm saying? We gotta believe that, bro. Cause why? Why wouldn't it be? We are we are, we we know that happens. We know it happens in every other field of work. We know it happens in football. We know it happens in, you know, we we like the Lions together. Okay, the Lions hired Dan Campbell. Okay, income Dan Campbell's friends. Income Dan Campbell's connects. Income people Dan Campbell talked to under his staff. Brad, you know, like that, or however it may work, you know, or, or you know, that's just an example, but shit, it could be anything. Yeah. Those folks shaking hands and doing deals and everything else, looking out for each other, and they doing shit they don't supposed to do, too. They making deals, you know, an NBA player goes and talks to a team before it's time to actually talk to a team. He just did some tampering type deal. But it's never going to be heard of because they're like friends. Why would either one of them fucking tell on each other? Why? Why would they right. even, Why would they risk each other's reputation and why would they do that when we could just keep the what they wouldn't you know what i mean they would do they would do dirty they would just keep it dirty like well who's gonna who's gonna stop who's gonna stop the madness honestly and you know uh, it, 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 it's shaky business bro because man dads lose a lot of time man with their kids man what, what, what's the longest you went without seeing your babies man mm, so i would say with my oldest um probably Maybe like a few weeks, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of time missed with him, but just a lot of hardships getting to him. Hell yeah. Uh, and being able to provide financially 
the things I needed to. None of that existed before, you know, um, before further court got involved. And I mean, just the amount of stress um, and hardships it's caused, you know, it's really driven a wedge um, between my relationship with my son. Me and my son love each other greatly, but it went from feeling like a dad to feeling like a weekend babysitter. Yeah. Um, you know, that I pay her for the right to do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've asked her several times, can we please come to some sort of negotiation on this? You know, this isn't about me particularly, you know, don't, I never understood. I want to see her thrive. I want our yeah. son to see her doing well. Yeah. You know, like, why would you not want our son to see his father, you know, coming up, making things done, you know, something he can be proud of instead of seeing me struggling to get by month to month, um, yeah. you know, and you know, what she says to me in return is, I'll take away the child support if you give me full custody. You know, his stepfather is more of a dad than you are. You know, I mean, just rotten things. None of that's ever taken into consideration. None of it's ever brought to the table. But I sneeze in the wrong direction, and it's brought against me. You bro, know, bro, it's, it's bro, and, and a ridiculous. lot of people have heard this. A lot of people have heard my case. But my child's, my children's mother was talking about openly, like, Openly and everywhere talking about killing them. You understand? Yeah. Like talking about like openly yeah. killing them. Yeah. I'm going to kill these fucking kids. That's what she said. Right now. Yeah. And she talked about getting them raped. She talked about getting me shot. She talked about getting my sister shot. My mom shot. My sister beat yeah. up. All type of dumb shit. Now hear me yeah. out. Listen to me, bro. Listen yeah. to me. Yeah. Listen. You would Go think ahead. that'd be enough, right? You think that'd be enough to where they'd be like, no. "This stuff's fucked up." But like, you know what they do when I when I got like when I when I when I tell them this stuff's happening? It's on police reports. It's fucking NCPS reports. It's, they do everything in their right power to not look at it, say it, and address it. It, it every spe every ounce of doubt that there could be in there that this person maybe didn't do it. They make it. They pour it on there like it's fucking. You know what I mean? Like, bro, it, it, it so they don't want that. Has, has any doubt to anything that we're saying, go ahead and Google uh, help for women going through this, and then Google help for men going through it. Mm -hmm. See what you get. Because mm -hmm. it's almost non-existent. You know, these laws seem to be written uh, at a time when, when women probably did need more of a voice. Um, it, it, ain't, it ain't what it used to be. It's not, you know, and there's a lot of good men out there um, whose children are losing good fathers because of outdated policies. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to do to make it stop because it, it seems to generate such a high amount of income for attorneys and firms. And as you know, all that money gets sloshed around to the courts, to campaigns, to things like that. It's a cash cow. Um, they know parents who love their kids will do anything, and they'll pay. And, you know, unfortunately, it's being taken advantage of, and it, it's, it's ruining. It's, at the very least, it's putting a, a undue hardship on a parent-child relationship that there's a better way. There's a better way to do that. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's just it just comes down to money. It really does, and they'll tell you it doesn't, but really, at the end oh, of the day... Yeah. Wise oh, yeah. man once told me, you follow the money, you find the truth. Well, <laughs> right. That's in, all, the truth. in all my six years of dealing with this, it comes back to money. Mm -hmm. You know, and it comes back to how were the laws written and who do they benefit. Yeah. So when someone doesn't have money, 
say a female going through this, there, there's, there's more, there seems to be more help. There's more um, resources out there. When men are going through it, and I've been through it, I've tried to contact them. I've tried to call legal aid. I've tried to contact probably everything. And it's just kind of like, sorry, not much we can do for you. No, man, and, and I'm going to tell you what, you know why? Because folks are 100% normalized to it. They're normalized to it, man, like, especially here in Michigan, bro, like, just in general, we're normalized to it, bro, as, as a society, man, and that's why I'm so eager to talk about the topic, because I'm like, I'm tired of this shit just getting skipped over. I'm tired of us, like, how the fuck did we get back to talking about race again, damn it? Like, we should all be fucking over this shit, bro. And it could all be better if we all just treat each other better, damn it. Everybody, bro, everybody, starting today. Everyone, start treating each other better. We know we all been fucking up. We know our ancestors been fucking up. We know such and such ain't get along. We know sometimes we don't get along with each other. But right now, we need to all just figure out that there's a lot we got in common, bro. And we can, we can fucking build this thing how we supposed to build this thing. We can argue differences later. But for us to still be arguing. Like, we need to talk about some other shit. To move this movie forward bro. You know what I mean. Maybe. It, it, let's talk about some other shit. You know what I mean. Like bro. I'm telling you. We gotta talk about some other shit bro. And this is one of the things we gotta. This is one of the things we gotta talk about bro. This topic right here. And. We're gonna use our technology. So that me and you can have these type of conversations. You know what I mean? And we're going to just keep fucking force feeding it to folks. You know what I mean? Fuck it. The other day, my Twitter got suspended. You know why? Because I'm pushing fathers. I'm putting fathers' rights in the shit I'm promoting. You know what I mean? Piss somebody off. I ain't mean to. You know? I'm just... All I'm trying to do is promote the fucking topic, bro. So we can talk about it. You know what I mean? We don't... We're not talking about it. Folks just... Fucking talking about the same shit, same shit, same shit, same shit. You want to fucking argue about what our grandparents was arguing about? How, how, uh, let's move this shit forward, bro. Alright, if motherfuckers are still fucking up, then I know what we can do. Everyone start treating each other better. Starting right the fuck now. Right now. And then, let's talk about some other problems we got, bro. Because father's rights is right at the top of that list of other problems we need to start talking about, bro. Because it's rarely talked about. And if you got passion towards fucking, if you got. Well, I don't really want to talk too much about my family because this case is still pending. Um, but, you know, to piggyback on what you said, you know, there, there's a lot of people who they hear about it and they go, okay. You know, and, and there's, a, there's a very common misconception that I hear from a lot of people who really don't understand it. Oh, you have a problem taking care of your kids? Right. If you're paying child support, you know, stuff like that's like, no, like, you're missing the whole point. And, and even my, me, myself, you know, when I was younger, you know, I didn't understand it either. I was just like, why do people get so upset about this? And, and once you start living it, and, and my friend who's going through right now, he said, man, I felt for you when you were talking about it. He's like, but I really didn't know until I started going through it. Mm-hmm. He was all like, how insane this process is. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It, and, and I think people have been conditioned to just, if you say anything against it, then you automatically, are, you're just trying to get out of your responsibility. Yeah, and that's and, not the and case in my at case, all. specifically, it's just the opposite. I'm trying to take care of my responsibility. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can to try and get my a foundation to where I have something to grow on. And it's been anything but a constant battle 
get to that point dealing with friend of the court and his ex-mom. And I'm like, I, you know, I just honestly, like, just want to be left alone to raise my kid. Everyone benefits. My child benefits. I benefit. My community around me benefits. Mm-hmm. You know, I went from being an independent, self-made person to now I am homeless, trying to still see my kids, trying to figure out, like, how I'm going to get from here to there, how, making sure that she gets paid every month. And I'm like, what the hell is this about, you know? Had I been just left alone, take care of my kid, I guarantee my kid would have been thriving. You know, you know, but, uh, John. I want to tell you a quick story that, about yeah. a good friend of a good friend who was on this podcast. Well, he became a good yeah. friend on this podcast. Hear me out, man. This man yeah. had a million dollar property in his possession that was his that he had been running for twenty years. And at the start of his case, by the time they were finished with him, which is he's still not done with him, he had mm-hmm. been to jail multiple times. He, he had got swindled out of his business, not because he wasn't competent, not because he wasn't good enough, not because he couldn't, but he did. it happened because he wasn't focused on his business anymore. His mind was like, his mind was like on something else. So now he basically like lost out on this million dollar, you know, he went backwards, fuck around. You yeah. know what I mean? Gave them, yeah. g- g- it ca- and, and it was all became about money, 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 yeah. money, money, yeah. money. This man just wants to see his daughters, bro. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> fuck the money. He yeah. just wants to be see his daughters, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 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 and there was a teacher on here, bro. And, and he yeah. all he wanted to do was be a father. And and, and 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 he's like, I can't understand why the fuck they're fuck why 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 they latched on to my job and latched on to child support and latched yeah. on to me like a leech. And then I had to tell him. Sir, and he had his, I think he, he had his doctor's degree or something, master's degree or something. He was really mm-hmm. smart, but I, he didn't know about Title IV. So I'm like, bro, so I, well, I'm like, sir, listen, the reason is they want that cash. They, they, they all mm-hmm. comes back into the building. It's money thing, yeah. you know? You mentioned your friend, you mentioned your friend uh, killing himself about this topic. And that really, mm-hmm. really interests me because I'm just like, man, I can't believe, you know, you knew somebody who actually took their life from this. From the courts yeah. playing games, from from it being a business, from you know your friend, uh, your friend didn't have anything to do with what was going on when they made that into the Constitution in 1975. He didn't have nothing to do with it. Why yeah. should he have been affected by it? Why should you be affected yeah. by it? Why should I be affected by Why it? Why should our children be affected by it? Mm. Most importantly, they're number one. You know, because your your sons just want to be with you, bro. You know what I mean? They want to oh, yeah. learn you. They want to study you. They want to my my son and my daughter. They just want to be with me. They want to study me. They want to learn me. You know? somebody who's never even seen them is c- pulling strings and calling shots right now, and and they're the smartest person in the room. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you yeah you hit the nail on the head too. Uh, you know, and that's something you know where I look at. I'm like, where's where's the front of the court when my kid has an earache? Right. Where are they when I gotta take my kid? to school where are they when you know i have to teach my kid wrong from right but yet they have all this authority to get into my affairs and tell me how much i gotta pay when i can see my kid and when i can't see my kid right <laughs> there's something really wrong with this system and it needs to change um you know these kids growing up in these houses are seeing this yeah, uh, yeah. and as much as we try to protect them from it as much as we try to do the right thing they see what it does to the parent who's getting the short end of the stick in, mm-hmm. in the case. Man, and what? It, 
My daughter. How does that affect society as a whole in the, in the big picture? I'm trying to tell Come you. On. I mean, well, well, here's the thing. Remember, I told you about the Melissa Isaac, the lawyer. Well, you know, yeah. some of these, some of these, some of these children do grow up to become advocates and become and do want to be the other side and do want to make the change. You know, but at the same time, like. It's still, there's, there's, we need them because there's so much work to be done. You know what I mean? We, we, we can't depend on folks who've never experienced it. They come from, they come from both parent homes. Now they're married. They have both their kids. They don't, there's, there's not brokenness anywhere in their cycle. So it's hard for them to tap into that world. It's hard as hell. You know what I mean? Because they don't, you can't yeah. fathom it. It's like, well, my grand, my mom is married and her mom is married. My dad's mom was married and my parents were married and their parents were married. And like, and I'm married and I have kids. I'm pretty sure my daughter's going to be married. She's not thinking about fucking, you know, she then may not be thinking about motherfucking, you know, you know, like that. So, and, and that's all races, all cultures. It's just people in general. If you, you, you could even attach that to poverty. Somebody who's rich, they don't understand poverty the way someone who's been broke before does or has had poverty in their family prior before does. They don't know. They can. Absolutely. Under, try to change my whole perspective on it. I didn't grow up in a rich home or anything like that, but it has. It's completely, you know, it, it's totally changed my perspective on, on uh, you know, debt to income ratio and quality of and of living type thing. Um, it really has um, completely. You know, I you know that 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 is one silver lining I'll take from it is I've learned I've learned a lot through this process. Yeah. Um, yeah. But how, you know, and there's those who look to exploit it. You know, I mean, I could, you know, tell you a story about a, a girl that I spoke to. Uh, this was a few years back, um, the night before Thanksgiving. Um, this girl, I don't know why she decided to tell me this, but it was, you know, I didn't even know her. She was just at uh, the bar I was at, and she says, you know, she's in love with this other woman, and uh, the other woman's married, and um, her husband doesn't know about her um but she's gonna wait till she gets pregnant and then she's gonna leave him and make the husband pay for the kid they're gonna go to the front of the court and make him pay for the kid i said why would you do such a horrible thing to somebody i said does he beat her does he cheat on her is he a piece of crap no we're just not gonna pay for it he, he can pay for the kid um bro she looked me right in the eye and told me that i was like are you out of your dick you know so i mean the, the you know Listen to the music. Listen to the hey. culture behind it. You know, hey. gold diggers. I mean, it's set up. You know, a woman, a uh, person who can take advantage of the system, and it's easier for a woman to, in my opinion, to take advantage of it than a man. They, they don't ever have to work again. Just make someone else pay for it. All they got to do is have the kid one more night a week, and then you can argue the fact that they're the primary caregiver. Yeah, no. And, you know, and, what happens when dad has to work 12 hours a week at the factory, and he can't be yeah. there? You know, 24-7. So that should be used against him because he's trying to put clothes and food and, and a roof over his kid's head? Hey, when you look, here's the deal, bro. When when they do it like that, when they do it like that, when it, when it goes like this, they're just, it, 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 it is fucked up because it's a business. It's a fucking business, bro. It they is. don't care about, they, you know, they're hindering the mom. They're not helping the family at all because when you, when you tell, when you're, when you're giving the mom incentive the same way the fucking, the, the, the states are getting incentive to put you on child support. If you're dangling something over mom's head and saying, "Leave them, fuck them, come over here, come to war, we'll battle, we'll back you up the whole time. You stab this motherfucker mm -hmm. in the back, 
we will take your side and let you guys go to war regardless. We won't look at what you did wrong. We won't look at what the fuck. We won't look at none of that shit. Just come in here and we will protect you as best as possible. We are your friend. (laughs) You know what I mean? Come here and we got you. Now, Dad, listen. You know the deal. This is court. You better have something saying as to why you should be a dad here. And we can fix all this, bro. All we need to do is each parent all around the fucking country has equal fucking rights to the child. One parent decides to steal it, kidnapping. The other parent decides to steal it, kidnapping. End of fucking story. You know what I mean? One parent says this ain't your kid, woo, woo, woo. Turns out to be a kid. Okay, how much time did he miss? You got to pay that up in bag time. Hold folks accountable, bro. This way, oh, yeah. this way, when I don't have to argue as to why I'm a good dad, why don't you spend your fucking money and go tell the judge why I'm not a good dad? And then we can start from there. But how the fuck do I just automatically start off guilty? You know yeah. what I mean? And that's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, I mean, in my opinion, that's what it feels like. It feels like you, you've broken some, like, like you're a felon. You know, like you're... Like, like you created, like you've broke some major law and you're, now you're on probation and I'm all like, wait a minute, I just exercised my God-given right to father a child who I'm trying to take care of and be responsible for. Yeah, bro, God-given why, right. uh, why, why is it made to feel it? And then I started thinking, well, you know what, if I did break a law mm-hmm. that I could be looking at prison time over, at least I'd get legal representation. At least I'd have somebody, at least I'd have a defender, it might be garbage, but at least I'd have somebody who knows yeah. the law a little bit. That they can at least give me some, you know, information that might be relevant to my case. If I'm a drug addict, you know, there's halfway houses, there's rehab, there's all kinds of places to go. But when I'm a parent, or when you're a parent, or anybody's a parent going through a, a horrible time in their life, when they're when they're separated from a person that they once loved, and they're dealing with all these hardships and all these stressors, and, and wondering how they're going to split their time with they're putting more hardships on people. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand the, the 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 theory behind any of this, other than the fact it creates money for attorneys. Mm-hmm. Attorneys create money for the courts, and then mm-hmm. also they get money from Social Security Title Four D and some other acts that were signed, mm-hmm. in, especially in the nineties. I mean, uh, that dog. That's you know, that's it right yeah. there, bro. That's the big it's ticket. Ridiculous. Bro, that's the fucking big ticket, bro. They're getting paid for fucking for taking us out the homes. You know what I mean? They're getting paid, bro. They're getting paid, and it, it's it's fucked up, but it's not. It's it's. They're getting paid, bro. They're getting paid, bro. They're getting paid. I mean, they're it's, getting paid now, but what's what's the overall cost twenty years from now when children? I think you seeing it. I think you seeing it. I think you seeing yeah. it. I think we can see. Yeah. I think we can see. We can already look into the future by looking at what happened since seventy five. Have 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 human beings gotten? better or have they gotten like i mean yeah technology has advanced but the actual heart of human beings has it gotten better or has it gotten worse because i mean we still hate each other for our skin color that's not gone i mean it's a little different it's a little more accepted now but like i mean i'm everyone still hates each other everyone we all hate each other you know and so i'm trying to figure out what's different you know we gotta we gotta forgive you we gotta make it we gotta put our foot up put our fucking stake in the sand and say look a lot of shit didn't happen here, but in order to move forward, we got to forgive each other. I forgive you. He forgive me. We all forgive each other, and we got to take a step forward and start moving how I go. 
You know? And if yeah. we can do that, man, everyone else can follow suit. And we have to set the tone and be the example. You know what I mean? And it's amazing how people do follow suit. I mean, just a random example, you know, many years back, um, my uh, my mother's husband, um, you know, he started working on a rental house that um, was left to uh, my mom after my grandmother passed. And you know what started happening when he was working on the house? Other people around the house started working on theirs. Start, you know, like painting their fences. So you're, you're definitely onto something there. Yeah. It's time to just say, enough of the bullshit. Yeah, just start Let's treating each other. You know what I mean, bro? Yeah. But we can, we can yeah. do this shit, man. We just gotta, we gotta start getting on some of these other topics, bro. We gotta start, we gotta start having these conversations. Dad's like me and you fucking getting together, going out the way, talking about it. Fucking, there's no reason why dad should ever have, ever be feeling how you're feeling. Like, you're not, you didn't, you're not no failure. You're actually a hero, bro. You're just in right in here. Like, you can't fucking plant no seed. You can't plant no tree without putting his ass in the ground. And you don't see shit for a while. But soon, yeah. it grows into this fucking tree. And you can, you can, it can go from being nothing on the ground at all. From if you run your car into this bitch at 60 miles an hour, you're probably gonna fucking die. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah. it can, it can, it can <laughs> give it a little time, dog. You know, you, you're just really just growing even more. And that's how I see my shit, too. I will, it hurts. I got court next week. It hurts because I shouldn't even have, it shouldn't have took this long. None of that. It shouldn't be like, oh, we'll give you half. Oh, we'll give you half and, 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 and you should be happy. Like you win. Dads don't get this. It shouldn't be that, bro. You know why? Because it should be exactly what it would be if a dad was talking about killing his kids. He would never get to see his fucking kids. Never. He would get like supervised visits and all that other shit. I want some equality, bro. I want some fucking equality, bro. I want, or I want somebody to tell me we're not gonna do anything. Just go sit your ass down. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'll take that because yeah. at least we got it on record. Thank you. Yeah, it, it's it's funny how how you know from my understanding, especially what they're trying to do is they're trying to, you know, which, whichever parent has the child more, they're trying to establish as close as they can. Uh, the norm that the child had at the time of separation. But what about the other parent? What if the other parent was, you know, what if you, what if you were depending on a two-person income, or, or if the mom or father was a stay-at-home parent, and you know that was helping you with the cost of daycare, or if that was helping you to get ahead, you know. So it's 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 okay to restore, you know, that lifestyle to one person, but make the other person suffer for it. Like it, it's just love. It's just not making sense. You know, yeah, and, and, and another common thing I've been hearing, man. Yeah. So, what do you do? You believe that uh, your ex-wife was probably talking to that guy while you all were still talking and married? Oh, I know she was. And, I know and, she was. And that's been another common in these in these yeah. in these scenarios. All these stories. I think you're the 38th dad I've interviewed. Okay, now a lot of these dads, like I'd say maybe less than 10, less than 10. No, but the rest of these dads. Their wife or their their partner was trying to get her groove on instead of just like focusing on being a parent, bro. And then like you know, if you want to get loose, why don't you wait till they're like maybe like fifteen? Like put the baby first, man. Fuck chasing dick. Why don't you fucking chase being a good parent first? You can you yeah. can get smashed later. Worry about being a parent first. Put the baby first. Look at your baby. Yeah. Do you think your baby needs you getting drilled or do you think your baby needs her dad here right now? All the time, so she can be the best her possible. And if getting oh. drilled is the neck is your is your run to, well then damn, 
Why should you yeah. get the kids? Go on then, do you. But you yeah. wanted to do it. Why yeah. should you have to lose time? Why should you have to lose your home? Why should you have to go backwards? Why should you have yeah. to be paying for Title Four? Why? Yeah. You've already been to war. Now, this is my next question I have for you. Listen, John, you've been to Iraq. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not sure exactly what you were doing in Iraq while you were over there at war, but I, this is a question I want to ask you. If you could compare the two, I had a good friend of mine, man, who's actually from Michigan too, man. He's in Florida now, and he was on the podcast earlier. Check out his episode. I think it's episode three or four or five maybe of episode uh, season two right here. So you just scroll down. Okay. His name is Jake, but he was in the military too. Great podcast. Check it out. Um, but listen, okay. he said that war, uh, th- what he was going through with his child and the suffering of parental alienation and all the rest of the stuff mm-hmm. was actually harder than war. Would you agree with that statement, or how would you compare the two? 100%. 100%. You know, I mean, the, the thing about war is you almost, uh, I got, you know, I don't want to use the wrong word here, but you almost appreciate the fact that you know that the person on the other side wants to kill you. There's almost like a, a appreciation for it. I, I see what you want here. You want me dead, I want you dead, and around we go. Right. This stuff is more backstabbing. It's more I'm smiling to your face while all the while I'm going behind your back. Right. It's it's more soul crushing, you know. Um, right. So I would agree a hundred percent. Like, it, okay, yeah. war has nothing on front of the court mm. at all. Like, I mean, these people are coming at your kids, man, and they're and they're putting hardships on good parents, um, and it affects everything in your life it affects you mentally it affects your relationships with others it affects your ability to parent it affects your ability to budget it affects so many things and like you said about your friend who had the uh, million dollars real estate and how his mind was just so far removed from what he from what he had to do to keep what he needed to keep that he ended up losing everything and i can relate to that a hundred percent a hundred percent you know you can't tell me that in, in 2021 that this is the best we can do for separated families you know a dream of mine if I ever you know I pray to God all the time if I ever get through this if I ever come out of it alive that it would be my goal to start a non-for-profit for divorced parents where they could come and bring their kids or come get legal advice come get legal help how to file motions how to present themselves in court how to you know what the laws are you know um and then it would also be a place where you could take, like, let's say, yeah, you know, I didn't have a dad growing up. You know, I don't know how to be a dad. I'm scared. I don't know if I'm going to be a good father. You have these dads. You can come. You can go there. You can take your kids. You can get help. You can play with them. You can, you know, you can even have supervised parenting time at these places. Why don't we have something like that? We got it for drug addicts. We got it for ex-cons. We got it for, you know, people, you know, women on the struggle. Why don't we have something like that? You know, I mean, divorce isn't like one of these things that happen once in a while, like it used to be. It, it, it's pretty common. You know, and unfortunately, that's a sad part about it, but to put people who just want to be parents, or maybe they're just scared, maybe they don't know what they're doing, and not giving them some sort of help, not giving them some sort of direction, that's where I find the system broke at its most vulnerable point. Like, now, are you're not helping people, you're hindering them. You're putting them in hardships. So if the parent may have been on the fence about, okay, maybe I don't want to be a parent, maybe I do, but now, no, after this shit, no, you take the kids, I'm out. Yeah. See ya. I'm done. 
You know, and yeah. and then they use that as a tool to be like, look, this guy was a piece of shit anyway, so we're justified in what we do. We need stronger laws right. to make it harder. Right. And it, it, and around we go, and it's just it's a silly dance. It, it's time. It's time to end it. It really is. It's time to it's time to do it is, right man. by our kids and right by people who want to take care of them. It is no. You know, and then on the other hand, people who want to do that, you got to show up too. You know, you, you can't can't just be dumping your kids off on people. You know, stuff like that. You know, you got to show up too. Well, it does take two, but, but when the laws and, and the system is set up to where it's like, we need to get the most money out of whoever we can get the most money from, whichever laws support that, that's the way we're going to go, of course you're going to be set up for failure. Mm-hmm. It's just a poorly designed system it is. that's out of date. It really is. Uh, I did have a couple more questions for you here. So if you could say anything to a mother alienating a child um, from... Uh, a father alienating a father from her ch- from his child. What would you say to her? Um, you know, I, I know every um, you know case has different variables, and I, I would say, you know, it, if if you're doing it just to get back to be vindictive, if you're doing it to uh, hurt the father, you you're just hurting your your own child. Um, if, if you're in a position where it's not because you're scared of the father uh, being abusive or sexually abusive or something like that, you need to think about how your child sees his father. And do you want him to see the father struggling or do you want to be him to see his father doing well? Mm-hmm. Because that's what he's seeing. So if he has the ability to be with his kid and he chooses not to be, that's one thing. If he has the ability to be with his kid and you're holding him back from that, at the end of the day, you're hurting the child more than you are the father. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I think those are great words. Uh, and then lastly, uh, if you could say something um, to your sons. Um, I know they're young and they probably won't be listening to the podcast just yet. But let's say, man, 15 years, these, this audio sticks around. Uh, what would you want them to hear? You, what would you want to say to them on record? Uh, I just want them to know that, um, you know, their father, uh, that they are the heir and the blood in my body and soul. And as long, <laughs> as, long as I have a breath in my body, mm-hmm. I'll never stop fighting for them. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, we're a fucking team, bro. I want you to know something, bro. I really appreciate you stopping by and, 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 and giving everybody a good word. Uh, I do have some good friends here in Michigan that have been guests on this podcast. I'll put you through one of them. His name is John as well, man. I think you're going to love talking to him. He can help you okay. out. Uh, the last caller on the podcast, he represents himself. He, it's all about to taking a stance. He decided he was going to fight for court, and he realized that the other he was going to learn from the other lawyer. Go listen to that one, man. It's a good podcast. Uh, you, have, you now have yourself another teammate. All these people that are on this podcast, if there's any one person on there you'd like to speak to, you let me know, and I'll get you his phone number immediately we are a unit we're a family we're a team we're a fucking community and with that comes fucking helping each other out and talking to each other whenever we need so you can hit me up on facebook anytime you need um i'm extremely extremely proud of you you have so much more to fight for you have a lot of energy and uh man you're gonna be a vital tool to getting father's rights back where it's supposed to be um and also man uh when it comes to that uh starting that nonprofit, you do have support uh each one of those 
those callers, man. There's people in there who want to do work, even the last caller. When you listen to his podcast, you'll hear he wants to do work too, bro. We're all a community. We're going to start using each other, bro. So try to familiarize yourself with some of those guys. And, man, I appreciate you. Yeah, thanks, JP. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate what you're trying to do, getting the message out. And uh, hopefully, you know, this takes some momentum, and, um, you know, we can start, you know, putting the, the child and the parent first instead of, instead of the money. Oh, yeah, you know? that's exactly um, what we need, yeah, man. So, I appreciate you, you man. Know? Make sure you add me on Facebook, bro. We're friends now. Go Lions. Okay, thanks. All right, brother. Go Lions. Go Wings, too, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Go Wings, Tigers, Pistons, uh, all that shit. (laughs) I'll see you around, brother. All right, buddy. Take care.